I wanted them to know that there are people right here in their community that are world-class citizens. So they could be proud of where they come from and then take that same pride out into the world. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Very pleased to welcome Crystal Dyer to Family Travel Radio today. Crystal opened the very first African-American-owned travel agency on the west side of Chicago in 2016. Crystal also founded the Chicago-Austin Youth Travel Adventures to take area youth on free trips to explore cultures worldwide and at home. And they took that very first international journey to Ghana in 2018. Crystal Dyer, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for the invitation. And I'm excited about sharing some things with your listeners. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Before we dive into everything you got going on in in your business and with your program, I want to hear about you, Crystal. Tell me about travel and the impact that it's had on your life. Oh, my gosh. Well, living here in Chicago, growing up in Chicago as a youth, uh, I didn't get to travel much. But, you know, of course, I dreamed of faraway places and, uh, the experiences um, um, that it could impact my life. So as a child going to school, I want to be an archeologist. I love ancient history. So I dreamed of going to Egypt and finding, you know, rare artifacts and sharing them with the world. Well, I guess about 30 years later, I became a travel agent. So I said, well, I guess maybe that's close enough. And uh, so because I love sharing things with my friends and family. So I was that person, sort of like a navigator, where I would look up, I would read all the lines in every little local paper in the, in the major publications. And then I would share that information, not always uh, at the time I read it, but if I was standing in back of someone at the grocery store and they said something that sparked, I was pull that information out of my database. See, I was Google before it became Google, right? <laughs> so, and, uh, and then I would share it with them. And so that was my claim to fame uh, all my life. And then in um, 1998, I actually went to travel school. And so that started the real adventure. Crystal, I'm, fa- I'm always fascinated by, by origin stories. And when that first spark hit you as, as a young girl growing up, can you point to any one story when that first spark went and that, that, that fire began to burn, wanting to become an archaeologist and explore the world? Well, living here in Chicago, I lived close to um, the uh, Natural History Museum. And so as a child, you, you know, those museums were free. You got in free. And so we would go to those museums like every other weekend and we could explore the world right here at home. And so that's where my spark started from to see all the wonders of the world uh, that people had uh, researchers and scientists um, had found. And then also having the science and industry museum right within footsteps of where I live. So that's what opened up my mind, being able to take those local adventures and then dream bigger than the community where I was from and, um, and to the, into the world. 
Start with local adventures and dream bigger. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. So tell me about that first big adventure. When was that first time you actually got to get out and set foot in a place or set your hands on something that you'd only read about in books? Oh my gosh. Well, my first actual airplane trip wasn't until I was in my late twenties. Of course, where you go, Las Vegas. So I went to Las Vegas with my friends and that's when the plane would pull up on the tarmac, right? And you would get out and, and walk into the terminal. And so um, when I went to Vegas and saw all the bright lights and, and I thought, wow, you know, I survived that first airplane ride. So, hey, you know, I must have, you know, the rest of my life. I think I could actually do this. That's cool. That's super cool. So then you took, at some point you took it to the next level, just fill in the gaps in the timeline, bringing us a little bit closer to to present day where you actually travel became part of your business or your your livelihood. Well, after that first trip to Las Vegas, um, which was um, like, say I was in my twenties, you know, I started to explore places like of course, Florida, you know, being from Chicago where it's cold all the time. Um, I mm-hmm. learned from uh, actually a family member, you know, about timeshare and, um, you know, some goofy company where you could buy a timeshare for like a hundred dollars. Right. That is goofy. I buy this timeshare and I go to Florida. And so I step into this room and I'm thinking, man, this is like a palace. And so and so that started the adventure. So. I, I learned how to plan like that at first. And then from there, uh, working in corporate America, you know, exploring, of course, you know, in Chicago at that time, we had Apple vacations. So they had the charters and you could go basically just about anywhere in the United States, you know, really cheap uh, using those charter flights. And uh, so in, in 90, uh, about 98, one of my coworkers, at the corporation I worked for, she was just really, you know, not feeling good that day because I had finished all my work and she was, you know, she wanted a big promotion. So she stands up and she says, Crystal, all you do all day is give your friends advice about travel. Why don't you just go to school for that? (laughs) And I was like, really? I said, gosh, I never thought about that. So I, I call corporate education and I say, Hey, would y'all pay for me to go to travel school? And they said, sure, Crystal. And I said, well, I don't even know where a school is. And they said, actually, there's one right down the road um, from where your job location is. And I called them that day and I enrolled in their travel academy. <laughs> so that's how it started. <laughs> and, the, and the rest is history. And you really, you really have two sides to your business. You have Gone Again Travel and Tours where you were as a travel agent. And then you also have your nonprofit side, Chicago Austin Youth Travel Adventures, where you encourage youth in Chicago to explore their own neighborhood and then explore the world. So tell me about how that all got started. That is, that's fascinating to me. Well, that all got started uh, in um, 2016. I I got the opportunity to uh, open a travel uh, storefront agency in the community where my children grew up. Uh, and unfortunately, this is the same community where my grandson lost his life, uh, about three blocks from where my store is now. So I thought to myself, you know, Crystal, you've got to help these kids get outside of their heads and into the world. Because the 
just minor conversations can escalate to be violent when you live in big cities. And so that's how the nonprofit came about. And so from there, I thought, gosh, you know, how, how are you going to fund this thing? You know, you know, where are you going to get the money to fund this nonprofit? And then at that point is when uh, a friend of mine who had a, had a building already in this community, he said to me, wow, I've got the opportunity to rehab my building and I don't want to rent the other side to someone I don't know. Hey, why don't you open a travel agency? And that's when Gone Again Travel and Tours moved in. <laughs> and so uh, from there, I launched the, um, the day trips for the youth, uh, mainly in summer. And I have them actually do research projects first so they can learn collaboration. And then we actually go and visit the cultural centers here in Chicago. So we've gone to the Chinese American Museum, Swedish Museum, Dusabo. Uh, I've actually taken them to residents um, that live in the Austin community. There's a gentleman who he has um, one of the largest homes in the community. He's a, a college professor and he's traveled the world to like probably about 50 countries. He speaks 14 languages. And I wanted them to know that there are people right here in their community that are world-class citizens. So they could be proud of where they come from and then take that same pride out into the world. So tell me about some of those those early experiences, some of those first activities like visiting those museums and then also being introduced to people like the gentleman you just described, what, what kind of impact did that have immediately when you first got started? The first trips we took were the Chinese American Museum. And so with them doing those collaborative projects before we actually visited the cultural centers, what I saw was an enhanced energy because it was more than just a field trip. Like, you know, okay, I went on a field trip today, Ma. How was it? I don't know. I mean, they actually knew something about the place before they got there. And I saw enhanced enthusiasm as they would talk to the docents at the museums, really exploring the, the culture, uh, the, the philosophies, the, you know, what, what helped that culture make it through the discrimination that they experienced coming to America. We're on the west side of Chicago, which is the furthest community in the city of Chicago. What I learned was we might as well be in California because if there's a museum that's on the south side of Chicago, you don't have any reason to go there unless somebody takes you. So these things for the young people, you know, to be able to research and then share with their family and friends and, um, you know, and open up more than just their world, but their, the people around them also. I love what you said about you might as well be in California because something could be right there in your hometown, Chicago, obviously one of the biggest cities in the world, but there's so many incredible things going on right there in your hometown. 
And certain folks tend to just stick to their, their neighborhood, whether it's the West side or the South side of Chicago, or even here in Sacramento, there's very clear divides from neighborhood to neighborhood and people tend to sort of stay in their own place. So you sounds like what you've done though, is turn on a light switch in these young people's minds of all this other incredible stuff that's, that's out there, not just in their hometown, but in the town next door and then across the world. So tell me, what do you, what do you hope to see over, over, the long term, once you've lit this spark and turn on the lights for these these young folks? Well, my long term goals for them is to also uh, introduce them to careers in tourism. Um, there are so many careers that a lot of young people in uh, inner city communities don't even know exist. And uh, a lot of young people now are going into STEM careers. Well, you know, in aviation, there's there's tons of STEM, you know, um, as I show them by taking them on airport visits and things, things like I say, that they, they really never thought about. They know planes are in the air. They don't think, wow, how does that thing stay up there, right? <laughs> so I introduce them to all of those things also because it's greater than being, you know, a travel agent uh, or advisor as I am. Um, there are, you know, so many different careers where, you know, they could flourish from, you know, the ground up uh, with the other uh, things that they learn here at the um, Chicago Austin Youth Travel Adventures. How do I get in on one of those airport tours, Crystal? I want in. Oh, easy. <laughs> uh, we have a website, you know, catchtheworld.org. Go to the that website and then they can sign up so they can be a part of our program. Just the other day, I was at the uh, police department here in the community. I was their business of the month, and I actually spoke to about 30 young people who, you know, in their case, you know, they're high school students. Some of them are college students also, and they need volunteer hours. And they were so excited because a lot of these students, um, like I said, that are in STEM programs, they wanted to help me build a new customer relation management system that would better help uh, me, you know, be able to uh, keep up with my clients. So I'm excited about that. Well, Crystal, I'm going to turn the conversation a little bit and I'm hoping you'll, you'll share a story with me. So you, you took the, the first trip to Ghana last year with a group from, from the nonprofit. I'd like you to tell the story of your son, Christopher who sadly passed away just last year and his relationship to, to the, to the group and then to this trip to Ghana. Right. So, so last year uh, we um, took our first trip to Ghana, West Africa. Uh, one of our youth, because I also volunteer at the juvenile correction center here in, in Chicago and, um, you know, a lot of these kids from the inner city uh, who are marginalized and, you know, and they, you know, have different issues uh, um, between education, parenting and so forth. So I actually go there and I also um, speak uh, on career day. And then also I enroll children um, that uh, are in those programs once they're released in mine. 
So the young man that actually went to Ghana, West Africa with us, um, he was a, a young uh, man who had actually been arrested 77 times, okay, from the age of 14. And a lot of those times that the young man was arrested, it was simply because he was homeless. His family was homeless. And, uh, but an advocate from the Juvenile Correction Center, they actually uh, became his guardian and took him out of the community, him and his brother, and now he's a junior in college. And so he went on the trip to Africa and uh, with us um, last year. Now this year we're going, we're gonna do the trip uh, during their, uh, their break from school. And then uh, at that point, uh, we're, um, our target this year is to take uh, 10 young people on that trip. That that's incredible. The impact you're going to make on those 10 lives. I I hope I stick around long enough to see all the positivity that's going to come out of that. Yes. So young people who are in my program now, because I've been actually doing this program for three years. So what I have done in the past two years is I have actually provided um, funds or stipends to those youth. So while they're in school, yeah, you know, of course, as a small nonprofit, we don't have a lot of money, but we do have some. And then I do uh, donate 10 percent of the profits from my for profit business to the nonprofit. So basically, that's what uh, pays for the um, the day trips and then, um, you know, and also the stipends for uh, the educational components for the young people. So basically, they're book scholarships, and then stipends, because, you know, when you're in college, it's, it can be lean and mean sometimes, and so they need simple things. And then also, uh, I provide passports for the young people. So, yeah, we have uh, that piece also. Yeah, that's that's huge. So, Crystal, you, you say that you, that these new academic scholarships are in honor of your son, Christopher, who sadly passed away less than a year ago. And he was one of the co-founders of the nonprofit. You talk about Christopher and his impact on, on the, the nonprofit and his legacy moving forward. Yes. Well, Christopher, you know, um, uh, my middle son, he actually um, had gone through the juvenile correction system himself when he was a teenager. And, um, and, for Chris, you know, I saw the impact that taking him out of the city of Chicago, taking him to professional conferences uh, in New York, it changed his life. It changed his life. And, uh, and that young man uh, finished high school, got two college degrees, and he had actually uh, written his first book when he untimely passed away. Well, just having him attached to that project, and I know that all the good that's going to come from it, his legacy is going to going to live on. And I just the story you told just now very briefly told the story of just one, just a couple of small changes that you made, getting him out, <clears throat> getting him outside and out into the world, even at, just as a, as a at a professional conference. You don't think about that as someplace you you necessarily are dying to take your kids, but the impact it had on his life was was remarkable, and uh, just it just really speaks to what we can do as adults and as parents to identify 
ways to, to get our kids out into the world, even if it's just dragging them along to a conference, just to change their perspective and hopefully turn on that light bulb the way you did with your son and with so many other youth there in Chicago. You're doing amazing things, Crystal. That's why I wanted to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing. How can we learn more? How can we get involved? Well, like I said, um, Chicago Awesome Youth Travel Adventures uh, has an amazing website. Actually, it's built by the young people that are in the program and maintain. Nice. And um, and so the web address uh, is uh, fitting catchtheworld.org. And, um, and they'll be updating it soon with their trips, their day trips that they're taking this year. And then, as I say, uh, they'll be going on their Africa journey to Ghana uh, in December during their uh, Christmas break uh, this year. But we're going to also, I'm also planning a South Africa adventure for them currently for spring break next year. So more ch- young people have the opportunity to, you know, go out into the world and uh, and being in a predominantly African-American community, um, you know, young people, they connect into to their um, heritage is so important because that that piece in itself, you know, has helps them. I want them. Uh, and what I've seen this program has helped them to think about more than just themselves. You see, the world doesn't revolve around us. The world revolves around all of us. And because uh, we're, we're all one, one community. We're one world. Like they say, one sun, one moon, one, one world. And that's what I want them to be able to experience. The world revolves around all of us. I love that. My friends out there listening, I'm going to leave you with this final call to action here. Get involved in your community. Get out there. Get with those local nonprofits. Support organizations like Crystals and help help those young people learn. Get their heads out of the cell phones. Get them out into the world to get in touch with Crystal. Help, have her help you book your next trip. She's also a travel agent. And again, some of those those proceeds do go to fund the nonprofit and you can check her out there at goneagaintravel.com. That's goneagaintravel.com. Crystal Dyer, you're awesome. I could talk all day with you, but we're going to have to cut it off here. Have a great one and all the best. Well, thank you uh, for this opportunity uh, to talk about all the amazing things that are going on um, here in Chicago. Um, I also write a weekly article uh, in the local newspaper called uh, From the West Side to the World, and uh, where I help uh, all the residents uh, check out places from one step from their front door to anywhere in the world. Because travel uh, experiences are more than just getting on a plane. You know, we have all, wherever we live, we all have amazing things right in our own community or within an hour or two hour drive. You know, get out into the world and experience what you have right in front of you. As always, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Family Travel Radio. The notes for this episode and for every episode of the podcast are available at familytravel.org slash radio. I'll see you right back here next Monday. But for now, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off. Yeah, yeah.